0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey there, welcome to The 10th I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, a while back I talked about reef keeping in one of my podcasts and my sort of background in that world, my pedigree, if you will. And it, it was talking about how I'm about to set up a new reef tank later this fall, and uh, it was kind of fun recalling not only the, the things that I've done in the reef keeping world, but like thinking about going forward, the, the things I've learned recently from my friends and some experiences and just talking about reefs when I took a sort of a sabbatical from reef keeping in 2015, uh, you know, having been completely immersed and then just sort of backing off a lot of things have happened, a lot of things have changed, and a lot of things have remained the same. What's changed is, you know, a lot of new equipment, uh, techniques have not changed. (laughs) The uh, understanding has changed in some sectors, though, and that's what's really fun. I happen to be fortunate enough to have some progressive thinking, you know, reef friends, and so with my discussions on them, I've kind of re-educated myself on what I've missed, and it's going to have me trying some different things than I was doing before. And of course, uh, when I started talking about this stuff, it brought a lot of questions from some of you who are also considering starting a reef aquarium, many of you, your first reef aquarium, which is super cool, and it's really exciting. Of course, like everything that I talk about in the hobby, I need to give you a little reality check sometimes, and that often means I'm kind of blunt about stuff. Now, the first thing I'm going to say <laughs> is when it comes to reef, uh, reef keeping, don't cheap out. I say this about freshwater, but I'm going to scream it to you in saltwater getting second-rate equipment is just a complete waste of your time and money now sure you don't have to get the absolute top of the line stuff throwing tons of cash at reef tanks doesn't make you a good reefer that's something that's really important to know i've seen tons of top of the line hyper expensive reef tanks which were just awful uh but look you shouldn't get low grade shall you say it just shitty equipment simply because you're on a budget Look, we're all on a budget, I'm on a budget too, and I still get the best stuff that I can, even if it takes a while to get my projects going. That's an important caveat there. Yeah, the reef keeping hobby is expensive when you use good equipment. So accumulate your gear over a period of many months if you have to, you know, reward yourself gradually. I literally have situations where I'm sitting on, oh, I've got myself a new dosing pump and it sits in my closet in the box for a few months, but I got the best one that, that did the job for what I want to do, uh, but the tank's months away, but that's what I could afford to get at the time. So I do that kind of stuff, even though it takes me a while to get my projects going. So simply don't skimp and get cheap stuff and figure, oh, you'll upgrade later. Why? Because in the meantime, your experience will just suck. People really hate me when I spew this kind of stuff, but it's true. I've been there. I've been through periods of time when I couldn't afford the good stuff. So I waited to do it right. It was worth it. Look, a reef tank's not like clothing or food. These things are virtual necessities. Okay, food is, right? And you don't buy low-grade, sketchy stuff. You buy less stuff that happens to be a better quality. You make trade-offs. Now, look, a reef tank is a luxury purchase. So why rush into it in the cheapest way possible? I... I see this a lot over the years and it drives me crazy. I understand economics is important and, you know, everybody's life experience is different. But man, there are some things that just, if you trust me on nothing else, trust me on the fact that waiting a little longer, getting good stuff, doesn't always have to be the most expensive, but usually good stuff is a little pricier. Uh, Sometimes you could find it used or whatever, but getting good stuff is worth it. And it all starts with the aquarium itself. A lot of people ask me about, you know, what am I gonna get for, what type of tank am I gonna use for my first reef aquarium? Well, one of the things you probably need to give thought to is the aquarium itself. And now more than ever, there are multiple options for you. I mean, a lot. Like for your first reef tank, a good realistic option might be the all-in-one aquarium. Yeah, I'm really serious. There are a bewildering number of options for aquariums that simply didn't exist a decade ago or even five years ago. And because you have the ability to purchase a turnkey all-in-one system that takes away many of the difficult equipment choices you have to make when doing it from scratch, this aspect of your first aquarium setup can be simplified dramatically and more cost-effectively. When you see the tanks available for manufacturers like Innovative Marine, Waterbox, Cade, and Red Sea, you'll be blown away. Like, some of these guys have thought of everything, and particularly like Cade and Red Sea, are super impressive. Like, These tanks are designed by reefers for reefers, and they leave nothing to chance. They thought of really great things, all the things you're going to want as you expand in your hobby. The only compromise is that you have fixed sizes, but they come in a nice range of sizes. And I don't think that's really a compromise. You can go up all the way up. I think some of these go up to almost 200 gallons. So you get a pretty big tank as as a so-called all-in-one system or a turnkey system. I eat my own dog food here. My next reef tank is going to be Cade, which is an Aussie manufacturer who make what is just simply an incredibly well-thought-out all-in-one reef aquarium. And the cost of the system, it's not cheap, but it's roughly equivalent to a lot of the so-called a la carte systems I've built over the years, where you're adding a little this, a little that, and still not getting all the features. When you've custom-built tanks and stands and plumbing and stuff, it's so much less hassle. It's virtually plug-and-play assembly, and that's just huge. All-in-ones are not a panacea, of course, because you still kinda need to wade through all the options that are available to find the one that best suits you and your, your needs. It's not hard, but you have to be careful even now. In the past, some all-in-one turnkey, so-called all-in-one turnkey systems had equipment options that left a lot to be desired, like undersized, quasi-functioning, you know, lowest common denominator protein skimmers, ridiculously small and useless sumps, reactors that were, you know, just not that functional and pumps that were cheap and loud and not that reliable and this had the net effect of tainting that whole category of the term all-in-one for a long time and not anymore we're really happy to see that this trend has largely changed and that the manufacturers have indeed wised up and now offer systems with some amazingly nice components well matched for performance for functionality and tank size they're an amazing option for the beginner or even the advanced reefer who simply wants to spend more time keeping corals than playing with gear Of course you need to do some homework you know some asking around on the forums and fish stores and in some cases you may need to do some minor modifications to get exactly what you want and sure you can go full-on custom starting with like a high concept design from day one with a really nice tank and high-end components that you can always use on later tanks not a bad strategy if you make good decisions and have the money but don't skimp on quality and think about how the tank will fit into your future hobby plans quality first again Just don't skimp on components like skimmers and pumps adapting that whole I'll get a better one down the line mindset because down the line could be a long way down the line and being stuck with inferior poor quality equipment sucks because you'll end up replacing it or fixing it or having trouble with it and spending about the same as you would have if you would have just waited a little longer and got the better one. Oh, and there's that whole size thing. Yeah, you ask 50 different reefers, you're going to get 50 different answers, and many people will tell you that it makes so much sense to invest in the largest system you can afford. It's tough on the surface to argue with this advice because not only for the obvious reason, I mean, you can put more stuff in there, or the less obvious but equally well-discussed reason, larger tanks have greater water volumes, they're less prone to environmental fluctuations, etc. However, the best argument for getting the largest tank you can should be this brutally honest, really simple one. If you get hooked on this hobby, you're gonna eventually outgrow the current tank you have. And by outgrow, I mean that even if you don't think you'll need all that space now, you will, and far sooner than you think. It's like a universal constant in the hobby. So the best way to future-proof your tank is to start with one that's large enough to accommodate more livestock, more variety than you think you're interested in keeping right now and into the foreseeable future. No one's ever been harmed by having more water volume in a reef tank. Uh, you could also invest in an aquarium that has a fully open top, wide front-to-back dimensions, and a large, well-designed overflow weir with plumbing connections larger than what's minimally acceptable and that run quietly. Trust me, you will understand when you hear gurgling in your very expensive reef system that you've just built, it's no fun. And you should also purchase or build the largest sump your stand can comfortably accommodate. Now, a sump, being the sort of hub of your water processing Not only provides you ample room for all those fun little gadgets, but it gives you more water volume and further increasing the stability and the overall performance. In fact, I'd recommend the following unorthodox practice. Start with the largest sump you can, even on a smaller tank, because it'll provide the stability, protect from evaporation, it's less expensive than starting with a large tank, and can always become part of a larger system down the line. So if you're gonna go big on something, go big on the sump, in my opinion. Now look, I get it, you may have some limitations in terms of available space, finances, and all that stuff that impact the size of the system that you're going to start with. You know, your desires might say 225 gallons, but your budget and all the other restrictions might stream 25 gallons or even 10. In that instance, you simply have to double down on technique and learn from the get-go the awesome power of restraint. And you have to learn about nanotanks. Now, nanotanks might be your answer. Now, I'll be upfront about nanotanks, I play with them in freshwater, and I did it begrudgingly because of my prejudice, brought up on by years of, uh, you know, nano reef tanks. And this is not the same reef world that I grew up in back in the day. It was like, why start by making the odds of success so much smaller? Well, not anymore. At least from a purely size and functionality standpoint, the modern nano tanks that are available now are no longer the scary, undersized, low-functioning, cheaply made, under-equipped death traps that were the reef equivalent of a supermax prison cell from years ago. Yeah, the postmodern modern nanotank, typically an all-in-one, is now a legitimate, highly evolved, fully functional, even customizable alternative to a larger aquarium. A lot of people use them with a lot of success. However, much to the chagrin of many manufacturers and nano enthusiasts, I still wouldn't start with one unless you absolutely have to. And by have to, I mean you just don't have the room. Now, why would I say this? Well, because for one thing, as you've been told already, smaller water volumes are inherently a little more difficult to keep environmentally stable, especially if you're not used to dealing with saltwater and evaporation and maintaining uh, salinity and uh, you know, specific gravity among a, a, a variety of, uh, of different types of conditions. And you know, those are critical components of your aquatic environment. So why start with one hand tied behind your back And have these important factors like that keep you on the aquarium equivalent of DEFCON 2 all the time. It it just doesn't make sense. And you're simply not going to be content with a 5 or 10-gallon reef tank for long. Period. You're just not. Unless you're really not into reefs. I get it. Besides, reef aquarium, by definition, essentially means a vehicle to enable the continuous collection and purchase of lots of livestock. Seriously, look it up. It's there somewhere, I'm sure. But seriously, you're going to get a larger tank eventually anyways. I know this for a fact. Now, don't get it twisted, don't get, don't get this wrong. Nanos are the perfect tanks for trying out crazy new ideas on small, manageable and affordable scales. They proof of concept platforms for future scaled up reefs, test beds for exotic stuff you wouldn't want to necessarily try and take first crack at in a 150 gallon tank, I get it. You can set them up and break them down with relatively little pain and cost, so they're really great to have for more advanced hobbyists. They can even be a little quarantine tank, there's a lot of things you can do with them. I just think they're a bit too limited for the bulk of neophyte reefers who have aspirations and the space or financial resources to make a larger tank a reality. Now, again, I know the common antidote is to default to what we've already discussed and tell new people to purchase the largest system that they can. And that's not the worst advice I can give. However, when you think about it, and I'm not trying to sound like a jerk if you don't have the chops to run, say, a 40 or 50-gallon reef tank, you're going to totally hate life and you're going to hate me if you get peer pressured into starting with a 100 or 200-gallon reef tank right off the bat. The expense, the effort, and the time you'll need to apply to a larger tank might just erode some of that joy for a newer reefer right from the start. Yeah, I'd avoid either extreme, really. And plant yourself somewhere in the 40 to 60-gallon range, maybe 75 gallons if you push it. This is a really great size range for you to play with because you're not hyper-limited to the types of corals and fishes you can keep. There's a lot of good stuff in that range. It's not breathtakingly expensive to equip properly, but you can still spend a mint if you want, you know, insane tech if you want to. It's a nice stable volume, although, uh, you know, forgiving of occasional lapses and, uh, you know, husbandry. And it's still interesting and enjoyable enough to scape and to expand for a long time to come. And, oh, good all-in-one tanks are totally available in that size range now, too. So, again, I'm not saying de facto, oh, nanotanks suck and you shouldn't keep them because they're dangerous. No, I mean, there's, nothing's changed there. Water volume has, you know, challenges regardless. So, everybody's situation is different. If you're up for the challenge, if you understand what you're getting into with a small tank, don't mail it in. Really learn technique and hone on that technique. Now, I suppose we've pretty much beaten the shit out of this size thing enough here. So one more time, find the middle and start there. Get the best system you can afford instead of the largest. Oh, and one more thing. Just because you're starting with, say, a 60 or 75-gallon tank doesn't mean you have to fill it to the brim with a ton of rock and corals and fishes right off the bat as soon as possible. Again, deploy that patience thing that I beat you with here for years. What's the big rush? Take your time and grow into it. Wouldn't it be amazing to see a few coral specimens grow to an amazing size instead of being one of the cool kids and having every single tiny little one-inch named frag of ridiculously expensive coral that never grows and never gets a chance to, to, to grow to its full potential or takes years or looks ridiculous? It's part of the beauty of a larger tank. You can evolve it and you can enjoy each part of the process. You know, we've talked a lot about you know this size thing and the amount of water volume, the work, the amount of time it takes. Those are very realistic considerations, and it's something you can think about. If you adopt new ways of thinking, and I've been fortunate again to have some some great friends that really know some stuff, like my friend Jake Adams of Reef Builders, who we've had on uh, here on the tent. And uh, I recommend going to his site. We're looking at Jake's uh, YouTube videos, really great information. And he, again, being my friend, it was kind of interesting because he's just sort of changed my mind on some things that I thought about over the years, like the need for live rock and the need for sand and all those things, you know, we've gone back and forth. And, and really, if your goal is to keep coral, yeah, just keep coral. And these are things that, believe it or not, they can actually save you money because you're not spending money on all the superfluous stuff that you don't really need you're just getting the coral and the fishes and things that you love. It that's you know the joy of this hobby. There there is not a rule in reefing that says you must get your tank fully stocked in 3 months or whatever. There's no you know aquascaping contest that demands you set up and get a reef tank looking lush in 3 months. No matter what Instagram says or whatever, it takes time to evolve a tank and it should because it's fun. Besides, there's always going to be an ample supply of overhyped, overpriced, microchip-sized, you know, designer coral frags available from any number of, you know, vendors when you feel compelled to just throw a shit ton of money at something. Trust me. And if I haven't even talked about the whole skill thing yet, don't start me. We'll talk about that down the line. Just like what we've talked about here in the botanical-style aquarium world, you need to learn the operating system of the aquarium that you're playing with. Reefs are no different. Reefs aren't that difficult unless we make them that way by you know, listening to hearsay and ideas from people that maybe don't know what they're talking about and running into different directions and buying into the latest trends. You learn good, old-fashioned, basic stuff. There's so much you can do with reef tanks. I'm super excited to get into my next reef tank, not only because I haven't done one in a while, but because I realized that a lot of what I thought about over the years was, well, wrong. I had some different ideas. They worked, but there weren't the best way to run a tank that's consistent with what really, you know, excites me. The idea of running a reef tank with a little less biological diversity and more coral, you know, growth and, and room for coral growth is really exciting to me. Enjoying what I like to enjoy and applying some of the ideas that we've learned in freshwater to botanicals or, and botanicals to reef tanks. There's a lot of cool stuff and there's a lot of cool directions you can take. In, in the reef world, just like in the freshwater world. It's a different operating system, requires some different understandings, but it's not any more complex than trying to run one of those uh, high-tech planted tanks with all the, you know, estimative index dosing and all that kind of stuff. In fact, it's probably a lot easier, and I think a lot of reefers would tell you the same thing. They'd say it's a lot more relaxing running a reef tank when you're only worried about a couple of parameters as opposed to, you know, 10 or 15. Well, look, I can go on and on and on, and that's that's today's dose of sort of reef reality from your you know favorite aquarium hobby, pain in the ass, that being mean. But it's because you ask. People have asked me a lot lately. So I thought, you know what, why not tell you? And, and what I'm going to do, and I promise to do when I start my new reef tank, is I'm going to document this journey. I'm going to show you from the start. You'll see all the frustrations that I go through, the mistakes that I make, because I'll make plenty of mistakes. Um, you'll see the good decisions I make, the stupid decisions I'll make. So that's coming later on in the fall or winter when I can get my, uh, my tank uh, up and running. And I think it'll be fun. So once again, because you asked, my advice, start medium, start with quality, take your time, educate yourself. Don't be short-sighted about your equipment, decisions especially, uh, and just about everything. Don't think short-sighted, think long-term. Stay excited, stay committed, stay engaged, stay smart, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Ten and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Ten.